1: Happy New Year, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Yeah, it's a new year. Hope that you had holidays that were surrounded with love and light. I know they could be a ridiculously hard time. They can be. At times, depending on what you're going through. So I hope that whatever you had going on, that you had warmth and love and light surrounding you. That's very Why kind of you. Why are you laughing you. at me?
0: Well, because I think that's very kind of you. Well, I'm like, let's talk about the new year. And I was like, let's, (laughs) let's talk about the holidays. No, I think it's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Well, the new year is the holiday. I'm still on holiday. You are. You are. I know. How has your vacation been? It's been pretty amazing. There's been a lot of rest, but I also spent some time thinking about organizing and minimizing. I finally took this big pile of stuff to Goodwill. Oh, that must have felt good. That was amazing because it's just been sitting in my garage for months. Ooh, I can't wait to see what comes in
0: mm-hmm. from Unim-
1: Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> no, universe is going to send you some good stuff. Now that I've cleared out, yeah, I know that's what um my old boss like that was probably the one redeeming thing ever that she said ever was that I would have to clear some stuff out if I wanted to welcome stuff in, and I was like, mm, okay, but I know it's true, hundred percent. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I did that, but I've also been resting and watching movies and TV shows. What have you been watching? I know it's so shocking. <laughs> I have to say
0: <laughs> the other day I was talking to my brother-in-law and sister in law. We connected for Christmas. And um I, I've mentioned here on the show that I'm horrible about remembering people's birthdays. So you never know. You might get a happy birthday from me in like May, and your birthday's in October. And so I was like, When are your birthdays? And my brother in law is May and sister in law is April. So she's in Aries like me. And I was like, Oh, because
1: she's she's I'm pretty big badass. And um, not that <laughs> like, you're not. No, I know. But were you like, she's a badass and she's born in April and obviously I'm a badass. Is that what you were getting? No, oh. Oh, that's funny. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, it was more that I was thinking about her husband,
0: my brother-in-law, who's the Taurus. And I was like, oh, now I know why you and Anna get along so well.
1: So well. Because <laughs> you're the
0: pulse. And you like to spend your downtime watching your Netflix and, and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, and last time we got together, we were talking about the things that we're leaving behind and the things that we're going to welcome in the new year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm going to change anything about my TV watching habits. And it's not gonna. <laughs> I, I feel it is fine. just part of my Taurus blood.
0: I thought you were going to say like we're bringing in the new year with a friend with us today.
1: Well, of course we are. And we are very excited to have our guest today.
0: Yes. Amy is my friend. I don't know how to, I'm like, And loyal
1: listener. So this is what happens when you're a loyal listener, people. Yes. Mm -hmm. Loyal listeners get to come for wine and cheese pairing parties. I was going
0: to say, we're bringing in the new year. As we talked about New Year's resolutions and exercise and having a good, healthy lifestyle, we're going to bring in the new year with some wine and cheese and friends.
1: Yeah, and also I was reflecting on the conversation about resolutions last time we were together and I totally didn't mean to diss on people who want to like make their commitment to exercise or healthier lifestyle. I am all about healthier lifestyle. So I didn't want anyone to get the idea that I was like bashing on that idea.
0: I thought we were pretty clear cuz I think I actually said Hey,
1: if you do that, awesome. Just do it right. Just being a former marketing major, I was bashing <laughs> on the industry yeah. and the money-making side of the coin because, th- and then the guilt and the shame that comes with that. That's where I was coming from. So I didn't want anyone to like misunderstand no. me.
0: No, I've had several people who are talking to me about running and I think I've been saying for the last four years, like, oh, I'm so jealous of people who run regularly because that's on my list, my manifestation list and my dream is to be able to get back to running regularly. um, So that I can, I really want to do another half marathon is really what I want to do. (gasps) That
1: is so exciting. Yeah. I think I'd like to do more 5Ks. I think we talked about that before. Mm -hmm. And I also want to have a better relationship with my Peloton. Yeah. Right now the Peloton is like it's like a comfortable man panning. It just sits there and doesn't talk back. It just, (laughs) it does. And I don't hang laundry on it. No, I'm glad you didn't put it in your
0: basement. You left it upstairs. So it's there. You see it. Cause I think that's one of the things I was doing a health and nutrition training for my license. And that's one of the things they say, anything that's going to be tempting. That's not good for you. Get it out of your line of sight. Anything that you want to engage with, whether it's food Mm -hmm. or exercise, have it in your line of sight. I'm um, the same with my treadmill. I'd like to have a better relationship. Mine's a little too quiet. Like I like I like the talking back. I mean, I think that's part of my areas where I'm like, yeah, give it to me. Come on, come on, challenge me a little bit. Let's go back and forth,
1: and then we hug it out. Yes, and I, mm-hmm, yep, <laughs> I, uh, yes, mm-hmm. My, yes. I don't even, (laughs) there's so many words that are happening in my head right now. And I'm like, you shouldn't say that. Say it. No, don't say it. No, don't. Yes. Well, be kind. Be kind. It is the new year. (laughs) 100% from kindness and love. I think like, yeah, as a bull, I'm like, there you are. And here I am. Let's watch TV together. And you're like, let's banter. You're like, yes, you're the ram. You're like, hey, hey, right? The excited puppy.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm also here of the dog. Yeah. So I'm constantly like, come on, guys, let's play. Can we all get along? Can
1: we all get along? I'm like shaking my tail right now. You are. You I wish you guys could see this. Where I'm also just laying here like, what? And she's like, come on, let's go play. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so TV, I want to get back to that. Because yes. as we mentioned, we do have a guest today. We're super excited with loyal listener Amy today to go through our wine and cheese pairing. We've got some great wines and great cheeses um, and some crackers and water, but whatever. But before we get to that, I did want to talk about something that I had this like aha moment the other day. And it originally started because I was watching the show on Schmetflix called I'm a Killer. Amy just mentioned that she was watching that the other day or she started this series, but not at bedtime because it can like put some frightful images into your head. I happen to fall asleep to such shows, but that's okay. That's me. <laughs> and that's just the weirdness. That is, that's why I have to read books like Trauma Stewardship, because <laughs> there are people out there that, yeah, which we just, we just are a community of people who need that to fall asleep. Anywho, so I was watching this show, I'm a Killer, and um, the thought that came to my head is when I watch shows like that, or like intervention, or hoarding shows, or whatever awful criminal shows, what the common theme I was picking up, and especially when you binge watch, and you tend to see like common themes pretty fast, is that these really awful things happen to these humans when they were kids. And Alexandra and I have talked about how it's so important to focus on those early years, zero to seven, zero to 14, even if you're going to stretch it out. But like on Intervention, just about every show I think that I've ever watched, the common theme was divorce at some point. So a really traumatic breakup in a family system when the kid was little and it rocked their world. With a lot of these kids or humans on I Am a Killer, there was like, whether it was divorce or someone in prison or a sexual abuse that happened at some point, um, regardless of what the situation was or what landed them in prison as an adult, they had a really rocky start to life with little to no support and then a system that failed them, which just crushes my heart, obviously. Um, That was something that I was noticing. So to Al's point... Al being my sister, Alexandra, um, (laughs) why are we not doing more for these kids at the early ages? Like I've said that before about school counseling. Like it's just weird. It's not weird to me because I get it because there's a lot of work in like wanting to get these children off to college or post-secondary stuff. But we put so much into mental health and support in high school. And then you've got a school counselor who splits among three schools. Right Um, now, I feel like our district, my school district has done a pretty good job is getting better at putting mental health supports at the earlier ages, but we can still be doing better. But that's just on a grand scale with so many little humans hurting and experiencing really ugly things of life. There's so much prevention that can be happening during those ages. That was really long winded.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you're you're preaching it. I'm all for it. The The main thing that comes to mind, though, is in order to help the kids, us as adults have to heal our hurts that we haven't been able to heal. And then like kids mimic everything we do. They watch everything, and they soak it up. And I don't think kids are given enough credit for what they take in or the connections they make. And then they watch us and watch us not handle things very well, or they mimic us, and then it's considered bad behavior or they're being malicious when it's communication. It's all... It's all just communication. And I had another thought, and that one went, so I'll come back to it.
1: Good, because I have my aha moment. This all brought me to my aha moment. But to to your point, I was thinking like how much modeling or mimicking that – our kids do, right? There were a number of humans who said like, oh, my dad was in a gang. And so if my dad was in a gang, like, and yes, I saw the negative aspects, but then like, what's so wrong about me being in a gang or my, the people around me were using drugs. I was around them all the time. And so I just kind of grew up in that environment and it was just a natural thing to like progress into Mm -hmm. no matter how many times the adults might say, don't do it. It's bad for you. Their behavior indicated otherwise.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've even had those moments with Buddy where I've gotten frustrated and I've raised my voice and then he'll raise his voice right back at me. And there is what I mean, there's one particular. And again, please know, you guys, that I'm sharing this in a vulnerable moment as a mom, knowing my mom fails So if you feel like you need to judge me, just do internally. But Buddy is in a safe environment. There are people here who know that he is in a safe and well-loved environment. We ought, like, no parent is perfect. I just feel like I have to put in that disclaimer. Um, But I had one specific moment where I, like, I was going through stuff emotionally. He is an empath, soaked up my energy. I raised my voice. He raised his voice right back to me, and I went, oh. So instead, what I started doing is any of the strategies that I wanted him to use, I started using as an adult to mimic for him what to do.
1: Were you punching the punching bag?
0: I did. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And we have Mad Mickey. So I went and got Mad Mickey and I was like, oh, I'm so mad. And I throw Mad Mickey on the floor. And, and cause kids do, I mean, I see it with all the families I work with and parents will come to me and say like, my kids are having really big tantrums and it triggers. Like I actually had a parent who was like, I am triggered when my child does this. And she's like, I know I'm triggered. And I was, I was, you know, trying to be very empathetic. I know we're going to get to one of your ahas with the empathy, but I like stopped her and, you know, tried to acknowledge the hurt that she's had which is just weird, right? Like I'm trying to navigate my own parenting. And then a lot of what I do is coach parents. And then was able to say, you know, just saying like, maybe find a strategy that you want him, your child to engage in, and you do it first. And she was like, oh. Because kids do. They soak it They soak it all. I mean, when you reflect on your own childhood or what we take on, and that's the thing. Kids don't know. I was just having this conversation with someone. We don't know as children that we are not responsible for our parents' happiness. Right. And we're not responsible for what ha- Like I don't know what it is about our brain chemistry or our development that we take on ownership of everything going on in our households.
1: So one, I don't want to do too much of a spoiler for loyal listener Amy. Well, but I'm like,
0: also we gotta like,
1: I know we'll we gotta get there. talk about. Okay. But there's this one episode where one of the humans who's in prison now, his mom was just doing stuff and not being an, an amazing mom to him and she and she says that so she was doing drugs and she was just around the wrong people um, bad influences for her kid and so um, he ended up with family members and then at first he was with a grandma and then he ended up with an auntie and the aunt like and I'm sure so- that wasn't Sean don't just kidding <laughs> right <laughs> I'll, I'll oh, okay <laughs> so I mean the aunt does say like we failed him like the whole family failed him and I, that's okay I will come back to that point I don't remember where I was going with that but anyway but mom but,
0: wasn't great he was a grandma an aunt and then an aunt
1: and then the aunt like had her own kids and was like I can't deal with him so they put him into foster care and mm-hmm. um and then he got abused in foster care and then just ended up like started with gangs because the, that's the family that said we're going to take care of you
0: well and and gangs are that connection and sense of belonging which is what kids the way I see it is like the feeling soothed and and oh, hold on, I can do this, safe, secure, soothed, and seen, right? And all of that leads to an ability to have healthy connection and a sense of belonging, and then kids don't have that, and they find it in places like gangs. Uh, the one thing I remembered what I was going to say real fast about the school thing, so Sean was considered the quiet one. So no one really, like, no one really checked in with him. I know he had one, one fifth-grade teacher who checked in on him when his dad was deployed, for a long period of time but usually he was the quiet one I mean that's like consistently throughout family throughout everyone he was the quiet one and it was just assumed that because he was the quiet one everything was okay and I'll say that after he died I got triggered because I was asked when I was working in the schools asked to check on this little kindergarten student who was in foster care and he was just about to be adopted and I was like someone needs to check like that is traumatic who is checking in and like the mental health provider at the school wasn't no one. So I went to talk to the teacher and she was like, well, he's quiet. Oh my goodness. I had to like hold myself back. And I just said, even though he's the quiet one, he has still been through trauma and I would recommend that you check in with him.
1: Well, and to your point, I feel maybe that's another hashtag to your point. (laughs) Um, I feel inadequate at times with my job because I've got over 300 kids and my main job as a school counselor is to support them being in school. Now, sometimes that's academic support. Sometimes that's the social emotional supports. But whatever it is, I only have time to meet with them briefly and then get them back into the classroom so that they can do school. We don't get, I'm not a therapist. We don't get into the therapy piece. And so I often think about that and go, oh my gosh, I am one person for over 300 little humans and I don't, I can't, I cannot be that for them all. And that's, that's just a hard part of the job.
0: Well, two things. One, the system is not setting you up for success. And number two, it's not your fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone. I know also. You're not alone. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, number three, you are not alone. Okay. On that note, let me tell you about this aha moment I had the other day about empathy. And I don't know why it took me 40 some odd years to get here, because I teach and preach empathy to the humans that I work with all the time, right? We talk about empathy and define empathy as putting yourself in someone else's shoes. And I was driving the other day, and I don't remember if I was at a stoplight, but I was like, ding, ding, it's not putting on a gazette in Alexandra Wyman's shoes, it's Anna Gazzetti thinking, how would I be if I was Alexandra Wyman in Alexandra's shoes? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So it's not putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Mm -hmm. It's how would you behave if you were that person with their history and their traumas and their experiences in their shoes? That's true empathy, which I, I think we're like halfway there when we talk about empathy a lot.
0: Yeah. No, I've said it before, um but you said it differently with different words that I hope will reach more people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and I know you've said that like how would you make the same decisions with the same information and the but I as Al, on a Gazzetti would still like it's a different frame like if I had that information and those like I might still make a different decision, but if true empathy is like how would I feel or be if I was you in your shoes with yours. Yeah, cuz I think I think even even
0: looking at it, if you had, I mean, that's the whole point. If you have someone else's history and their information, because our history and whatever experiences we individually or personally have are what are going to kind of create our perspective and how we make choices. And, and I know that it might, that might take a minute to like let that one sink in. But it's not like we're we're not all dealing with all the information. We're dealing with our information. So you're right. When, when you're looking at empathy, it's you understanding that you would be dealing with the information I have and could you come to the same, like you would most likely come, not most likely, but you could come to the same decision that I do given having that information that I have versus you applying the information you have to my situation.
1: Yes. And that, I mean, just to come full circle is the lens that I started to watch the show. I am a killer with because a lot of people will say like, Oh, I would never do that. I would never shoot anyone. I would never kill anyone. I would never be in that situation, but you're that's not empathy, right? Empathy would be like, if I was this kid who had this person For a mom, and then was passed to my grandma, and then to my auntie, and was surrounded by drugs. And if I had that trauma and that sexual abuse, could I, would I, down the road, potentially come to the same conclusion or same circumstances? I mean, then the answer is yes, very potentially. So I just feel like world, on a grander scheme of things, if we could just come at things with that kind of lens, instead of like, that would never be me. I don't know. There's some pride or ego thing behind that. It's
0: safety. In my opinion, it's safety and security So to say we're constantly trying to create a sense of these horrible things that happen to other people won't happen to us because it creates that sense of security and safety. Well, I would never do that. I'm safe. I'm secure. I don't have to go through that. When in actuality, that that is holding on to that checklist of life that I talk about versus holding on to the fact that it could happen. You don't know. Anything tragic can happen to you at any point in time, but it's about how you handle it. That's the predictable part.
1: I like that so much. Yeah. On that,
0: no, let's drink.
1: <laughs> you know, right. Okay. Woohoo! I, know. I feel like I had
0: another thing to say, but I lost it. So if I remember it, I'll come back to it. Dude,
1: did you? You have a pen and paper? right? Yeah. No, Write I two. do. But I already started. Are you drinking. already into your? Okay, guys. All right. So for today, awesomely, as we've mentioned, our friend Amy is here to join us for our wine tasting. Both Amy and I got these Advent wine boxes from Schmashmo, and it was so cool. And then we went to our Schming Shmoopers and dug into the cheese bin. Um, well, it was oh, a big counter. A they, there's a big counter, but they have like a five dollar basket thing. And when I got there, it was pretty empty. Um, but that's where you can like sample different cheeses. And so we did some research on the wines that we picked out from our Advent boxes and got some cheeses together. So without further ado, we are going to munch on the microphone. I was like, how are we going to do this logistically? Because we're going to be talking with the food in our mouth. But we're going to make I think it happen. The last time we did this, we just took turns telling stories. Yeah, so you we munch can do first than I do. Okay, well, from the box, and we picked at random, we've got a a Rosato. It is a Rosé, but it doesn't really go with the rest. We got reds and I was like, and a Rosé because that's fun. So there's a Rosé. And when I was looking up cheeses that go with Rosé, it was like just about any cheese can go with Rosé. And it just depends on how um, pink the Rosé is or how dark it is or how light. And so we have a a Rosé that's a little darker in color, I would say. It's called Pinky Truce. It's from Italy. And it's the, we, well, Amy and I were talking, like she picked out some of hers because of the labels and I confess I did the same. So, because they're just fun. And then also the date, I was kind of going in order in my box. So I'm not down to the teens yet in my box, but um, that's all to come. Just means that we could do more tasting. All right, so for our rosé, I did pick out a blue cheese. It was like a creamier cheese. And so that was the suggestion it was like, oh, a creamier blue cheese. So we're going to start off with the stinky cheese.
0: Mm. Do you
1: need to get yourself some over here? Yes. So I'll I will that say that I,
0: I like the rosé. I like the I like. Well, I in general, I like rosé. So it was very, very tasty.
1: And remember that when you are drinking your wine, and we learned this this summer when we were in Sonoma. Thank you so much. I just got past some cheese to go with my rose. When you are drinking your wines, you really want them to be at room temperature. So I had my rose chilling for a little while and then pulled it out. Of well, the reds, the I think fridge. you chill.
0: So it's the white wines you pull out and you have those at room temperature. And for the amount of time that you do that with your whites, you put your reds in the fridge to chill.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. Alexandra is correct. Yeah. So I also, oh, I took some screenshots, but I don't know where they are of this article. Maybe <laughs> I didn't take screenshots of this article. It was basically like, what order do you drink wines in? So mm-hmm. now I'm mm-hmm. going to have to find that. Hold just a moment. Well, while
0: you find that, I'm going to tell you a fun story from today. I go back and forth. So Anna and I, there is a house locally here that HGTV, and I don't know if I should be saying this because now y'all are going to want to win the house, but there's a house not far from us that HGTV flipped and um, it's worth a couple million dollars and there's like a sweepstakes. Now I'll tell you, I don't ever do sweepstakes, but I decided to do this one and it's a cute house. But the, but the main thing is um, you can sell the house. It comes with a Jeep and all sorts of stuff. So um, I convinced Anna to actually like enter the sweepstakes with me. And I'm like, oh, this would be kind of fun until I realized this house is kind of isolated. It's not far. It's probably like 20 minutes from from where I currently live. And it got me excited about where I live. And I was like, oh, maybe I'd just sell the house and take the cash. I know it's a long story about this HGTV house. But this is what I'll say. I have some fantastic neighbors. I like they've been wonderful since we moved in. And this morning it happened to be garbage day, and I have been wearing since um, with the new year. So I like to kind of extend Christmas and New Year like stuff past New Year's, and so I was wearing a set of my Christmas jammies, and I go out to put my garbage out because it's garbage day, and my neighbor is in Christmas jammies coming out to put her garbage out, and I thought it was like the most adorable, we're waving to each other in our Christmas jammies while we're putting our garbage out. And I was like, oh, I just really like our neighbors and neighborhood because this other house is pretty isolated. There aren't any neighbors that are super close. And then I had to think through like, oh, buddy, you know, it's nice to have neighbors and people around and such like that. So that was one of the things I wanted to share where um, I really enjoy. I know Honest talked about her unfortunate neighbor, um, but it kind of cracked me up when we both went out in our Christmas jammies to take the garbage out
1: I love that and I love community and I really like this blue cheese and I'm usually not like a big stinky blue cheese person but that was really tasty and paired with the rosé I really liked that and I liked your story about taking the trash out because I know that's hard for you. All right, so people, when you are doing some wine tasting, here are some general rules according to an article I found on the internet. Um, and I'm sure most of you have probably heard these things, and so this might not be news to you. But if you are going to do some wine tasting, here are some general rules. You do want to do your whites before reds, which is why we started with the rosé, because it's kind of in the middle, right? It's not a white, um, and it's it just means that the <laughs> it hasn't uh, okay so I'm not going to explain all about wine tasting that's another day perhaps <laughs> but um, I'm just trying to soak up some time while Al's chewing her cracker all right so whites before reds you also want to do light body before heavy body so our next wine we're going to get into our reds is a pinot noir and so then we've got a pinot noir uh something de Bruzzo, which I cannot say the whole thing mm-hmm. and I had to google like is that lighter than a Tempranillo? Then we've got a Tempranillo and then a Cabernet Sauvignon. So you want to do light body before heavy, dry before sweet. We don't have a Moscato, but that would have been fun to like cap things off at the end. Young before old, and I didn't really look at what years they all these all are. So like, what if you have a a younger Cabernet before a? I think it older just depends
0: on. I think it depends because some that's of them tricky. are supposed to be aged and some are not supposed to be aged. Like some get better with age and some don't. I think it depends on the year and the grape.
1: I think you're right. I didn't read that book that we got in Sonoma from the guy. That's funny
0: that you bring that up because I just thought, oh, that book that I did not have the author sign because I almost left everything where I was, but that's okay. Okay. Um, I did want to say that over the holidays, too, um, I did dabble a little bit on and I talked about the worst Christmas movies on Hallmark mm-hmm. and I did dabble a little bit with some Hallmark movies and Anna actually turned me on to putting subtitles on. Like, yes. So I can keep the volume down, but then read what's happening. Oh. MG I think this was a lifetime there so I have Amazon Prime and during the holiday season they were doing live they'd be like oh now and you could watch whatever the movies were on at that time And so I was looking, are you ready for the, this is what cracks me up. So this is what the people were saying. And then this is what the subtitle was reading. So, and I just did a couple lines because that's all I could tolerate before. Okay. So the person on the movie verbally and audibly said, I have one more delivery to make. And the subtitle says, I have a lot to learn. (laughs) And then the person on the The show says, so the first line is, I have one more delivery to make. And the person says, you do? And the subtitle says, marshmallows. What? So I don't know if someone, I like, cracks me I don't know if someone was like trying to keep their job or not or what. But I was like, these subtitles are not working for me. Um, And then some of them got super cheesy again. There was one, this is another thing that happened with those movies, you guys, where the live movies, you know how sometimes if they end at an awkward time, They're, like, trying to figure out when to start the next movie. Well, what Lifetime was doing is they would just cut to the end of another movie. But I wouldn't necessarily understand. So when it would say, like, here's the title of the movie that's starting. And I'd click on it. And then it was, like, this couple in an elevator. And they were, like, I love you. I love you, too. This is amazing. And I was, like, something doesn't feel right. If this whole movie is about people being stuck in an elevator, I don't know if I can do that for an hour and a half. No, it was the end of another Christmas movie. I'm sure you guys are really excited that you have now learned that Lifetime did this on Prime during the holiday season. But just, you know, you might want to like check your subtitles first to make sure that they are
1: accurately uh, displaying them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, loyal listener Amy concurs. Subtitles <laughs> are the way to go.
0: Mm-hmm. And I have to watch because after Buddy goes to bed, sometimes I'll watch something and have subtitles on. But then when he goes to watch it and he's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, those, those are for mom. Let me <laughs> let
1: me turn mm-hmm. those. Up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Amy
0: leaves them they on learn reading.
1: <laughs> they learn reading at the same time they're listening. And actually, right, isn't that the way like um, when we have kids who are um, reading their books, we'll have the audio book on in the back so they can follow along like they can hear it and then see it. They have leapfrog ones. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm really excited. Buddy is like identifying all his letters now and he wants to spell stuff out and then I'm like
1: doing like really short sight words with him. I almost said his name again, but I was really excited because he's learning the sign language letters and can spell his name in sign language. So that's all really fun. He recognizes that. All right, so we have moved on to the Pinot Noir. It is called Divine. It's light lettering and I don't have my glasses on. Divine Pondering. It's a no- from North Macedonia. It's a Pinot Noir. I probably That's already said that. I like that. it. I'm a big Pinot fan anyway. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. this cute little cherub on the front. Pondering what's things. What's the uh, what's the cheese we're eating? Okay. So this is actually really yummy. There is a Jasper Hill Whitney which is super fun, and there's a goat gouda, which has a little bit of salt in it. Um, so I think that's what of, I just tried was the goat gouda. It reminds me of a pecorino, but when you eat the goat gouda and then have a sip of the Pinot Noir, that is super yummy. Yeah. I really dig delicious. that. And nutritious. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know
1: about the nu- nutritious part. I'm probably going to suffer for all this cheese later. That's, that's not TMI.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I went to um, Schmargett today. Oh, tell me. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about your Schmargett. It was probably one of the weirdest experiences I've had at Schmargett in a while. First of all, it would have been an amazing people watching day. I mean, it was like people not wearing shoes, to, to, I mean, it was the gamut. It was like running the gamut today. There was one woman where our carts, like, we kept trying to come out of different aisles together. And so I saw her, I think, by the fourth time that we were trying to go to the same place. I was like, hey, we just keep running into each other. Oh, my goodness. I haven't been mean-mugged like that in so long. Really? She literally just stared me down and just kept rolling with her cart while watching me. And I was like, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. <laughs> like, this is so weird. Yeah. And I was like, obviously, the new year has not uh, not really helped you very much she was a grumpy gussy. oh my gosh you would think that now like things would start to slow down a little bit and people would be happier but not so much and then it was strange so I was trying to find folding chairs I'm hosting and I'm so excited you're hosting you guys I don't host things I literally I just had some more windows put in my house it's like been a long thing and I was talking to the guys about it And I said, there's a reason that I don't clean my house is so that I don't have to have people over. Now, don't get me wrong. My house does get cleaned. But I was like, this way I don't. I stress out about people coming over my house. So, But I went to get some chairs and stuff. And I'm like going up and down the aisles trying to find them. And I happen to overhear some of the employees talking, talk about this little like dating trifecta. This one girl was talking to another girl and she was like, I was telling so and so blah, 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 blah. And it was so funny and blah, 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 blah. And this guy comes out around the corner. He's like, wait a second. It was me. You had that conversation with me. No way. You could see that he was like so into this. I mean, they're like teeny bopper. I don't know if they're teeny boppers or if they're like early 20s, right? Because I can't tell anymore. But it was just so funny. And he's like, no, that was me. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. And I did a little shoulder tap. And then the three of them were just kind of, again, staring. I'm like, maybe something was on my face. And I didn't know, actually, now that I think about it. Because I, like, strolled by them. And I wasn't, like, staring with mouth open or anything like that. But I was kind of like, I'm looking for chairs. And they just watched me walk by. You know, because normally they'll say, like, hey, can we help you? But they were very involved. And there was, like, some laughter and definite flirting. And I was like, oh. At Target, you know. That was really, really interesting. Um, But I found what I needed to and was able to check out. And, um, yeah, that's my story about Target.
1: So I'm going to allow you uh, some time so that you can drink the Montepulciano d'Abruzzo. It's from Italy. Um, It's called Racer 68. And we paired it with a cheddar. So it's called Westminster Rustic Red Cheddar, even though it's orange. And then um, when I looked up De Bruzzo online, it also said to pair with a Monterey Jack. Now, I will say, and I don't know if this is the popular opinion, but I really like the De Bruzzo with the cheddar more than I do with the Monterey Jack. I feel like the cheddar just has something more to give to the wine. Um, and it is a lighter wine. I thought it was going to be like, no, yeah, no, after a Pinot, it's definitely still a light wine.
0: It is. It's heavier than the Pinot, but still a little.
1: Which is maybe why I like it with the cheddar, because the cheddar it has more substance to it. than are you laughing? Tell me. No. Yeah. No, what? I'm try. I'm trying to be able. So rude, people. I was trying to take a bite of the cheese without it falling in my lap. Okay. Oh, that's okay. And all of our faces. We're in good company here, and we've had some wine, so we don't really care. And it's all in good fun. But I, I, yeah, I like this. It is um, a, a lighter wine, and, and I would pair it with probably a, a heavier cheese than the Monterey Jack. It, the Monterey Jack just doesn't do much for it. Amy concurs. How about you?
0: <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm the slow one. This is, I'm slow.
1: My favorite is like um, trying to guzzle all the cheese down so I can get down to the next wine. Okay, so our next wine is a Tempranillo. It's called Classic Cruz. Tempranillo is a Spanish wine, and we have it paired with a Pecorino and a Manchango. I was
0: going to say, I love Tempranillo.
1: Yes. this Oh, Murray's. Okay. So my King Supers sells this brand Murray's and I need to look into it because that's where I also got the crackers, but it's all very yummy cheese um, and has been tasty so far. And I like that we can like try out different things in Paris. So that we've got the Manchango and a Pecorino to go with a Tempranillo, but I haven't tried that yet. How's it going on your end? Wonderful. Yeah. Delicious. I'm a little behind, but I'm catching up. So you went to Schmargett. And got some chairs. Oh, that's the thing that I was going to say. Al Exandra was um, kind of funny earlier because we were talking about the menu for tonight since we are, I mean, hosting... Us and the siblings, we're like nine. Well, with our parents, we're like a group of nine, and so we do that pretty often, and it's not a big deal. And we have company tonight, and company is friend and family coming over tonight. And so, Alexandra was talking about the menu, and I was like, "Whatever's easiest, dude. Like, I don't want you to have to worry about too much. It doesn't have to be fancy or extravagant." Like when I asked her because we're having spaghetti, and I was like, "Do you have Parmesan cheese?" And she's like, "Nothing fancy." And I was like, "Dude." (laughs) We have have all this fancy cheese here. You're so right, Amy. Yes, we've got fancy cheese here. We could just grate it up. And I was like, no, you could just do the old K-R-A-F-T with the green top. That'll totally be fine because who cares about that most but the kids, right? Like it doesn't have to be fancy cheese. And she's like, I don't normally cook for 11. I'm like, who does? And then she reminded me, our sister-in-law does that frequently. So she's really (laughs) good at that. I cook for one. And cooking is a, that's like.
0: Yeah, and I cook for one and a half. It's a big (laughs) fancy. We're like the best. We're the best to cook for. Can't even call it cooking. I have a pound and three quarters of spaghetti and two loaves of bread. I don't know. So if there are leftovers, we'll figure it out. I am in awe of people. I was also talking about this today. I'm in awe of people who meal plan, which is our friend Amy, and also our sister in law, because I still struggle in the evenings. And I think as much as I feel like I've really progressed in my grief process and I've gotten better and I can tolerate longer hours and a longer amount of time each day, evenings are super, super draining and hard for me. Maybe that's the thing for this year. There you go. I'm going to, so you're not changing your TV habits, but I'm going to Put it on my manifestation list that I want to get better about meal planning.
1: Okay. When we were doing the home chef stuff, remember, that was like kind of easier to do because it just shows up at your door and you're like, I know what I'm having tonight. And I know that I can have it for dinner tonight and lunch tomorrow. And that really helped with meal planning. But since I haven't been doing that anymore, yeah. I don't even know if you can call microwaving cooking for one. (laughs) Right? Like, and I'll not microwave. Like, there are things that I make that are not microwavable. Like, I'll put a pizza in the oven. Are you doing lean cuisine? No, 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 no. Okay. No, but like, I okay. have like. Just checking on like, you. Just checking on you. Yeah. No little chicken breast things at that all. That's how I'll heat them up. No, they come I do. Frozen. I do still
0: have a food service that comes and provides two meals a week. And I do like that because it takes the pressure off me having to figure it out. Unfortunately, some of the options are not always the most kid friendly. So I have been exposing Buddy to them, but there are some days he's like, no, I'm not doing it. So I try and be mindful about that. But it is, is, like, that is something, like our sister-in-law one day, she's like, oh, we're doing tacos tonight. And I'm like, what time are you starting to cook tacos? And she just defrosted everything, put it in the microwave, and the kids had a meal because she had already cooked it. And I was like, that's genius. It's just I don't do well with the planning part of
1: that. Yeah, she's really good with, like, making a bunch of shepherd's pie and putting them in the aluminum things and putting them in the freezer. Yeah, that's what she gave me for
0: a year. It was wonderful. When our mom and our sister-in-law cooked meals for a year and, and gave them to me, And I put them in the freezer and I'm like, how do I, now I will say this, you guys, and like there, I'm going to preface this by saying you have to find some moments of humor within a grief process. So when I say this, this does not in any way, shape or form diminish what I've been through after Sean dying or anything like that. But I will say, I will use the widow card as much as I need to. Um, I did kind of, you know, it did expire after a year on the Whole Food thing. But I, I was don't like, think how so. Long, um. How long can I? Uh... As Amy is, a- saying... Amy just said it's not like he just came back alive after no, a year. Widow
1: status <laughs> is still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that is so. To your point. <laughs> drink um Denise if you're listening
0: we need another t-shirt we huh have got so many ideas for this I'm so excited for this new year because we're gonna we're gonna create some merch I wanted to do it before the end of the new at uh, the end of 2022
1: but we didn't make it so no we're gonna do it sure. we're gonna do it before the end of the new year yeah <laughs> Before the end of right. 2023 now. Woo-hoo. We are going to get some merch out there. Okay, yeah, manifest, we're going to manifest that. I <laughs> wanted to say, because there are two things now that made me think like, oh, I was going to say that earlier when you were talking about the modeling and the how does buddy respond to you and Mm -hmm. that you punch and model for him. And you are in a situation and mad props to every single mom or single parent who is having to do this on their own, where you can't tap out and and hand the child over to the other partner and say, you deal with them. As I'm sure like that happened, I don't know how many times in it, right? Like you just wait till your father gets home. (laughs) Not that, not that that was definitely, you know, that wasn't always a thing.
0: Okay. Remember, can you hold your thought? Yes. Can you remember it? Do you need to write it down? No, go. Okay. No, you go. And then I'll tell my story about when your dad comes home.
1: Because I don't want you to minimize this. I want to, I want you to sit and take this in because I'm complimenting you right now. On your efforts, on the meal prep, on the modeling, on the handling, all of the things, on the routines and the bedtime and the shopping and all the things that go into life you're having to do on your own right now. Mm -hmm. And I, and you and anybody else who's in your situation, I just want to know that I appreciate you and you're not alone and you're doing a great job.
0: Why are you trying to make me cry? It's the new year.
1: (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I know. (laughs) Empathy. (laughs) Thank you. You're
0: welcome. It is not easy. And I recently, so Buddy does this gym class and I've been like reaching out to coaches that I know because I was like, I signed him up for this gym class specifically to help because I realized he's super coordinated, but he's definitely, his cognitive and his speech comes first. And I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with child development or whatever, but his motor coordination comes a little less so not less but a little less like it it always comes but he hits all of his motor milestones but he's not like the most super like highly coordinated kid is what I would say he's coordinated but so anyway I put him into this gym class my brother actually was the one who turned me on to it I love the class I love what they're doing but I was like I don't know what's happening and there are some very 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 behavioral kids and my whole point in this is that I joined this gym class for Buddy to increase my village of people who could help him grow to take some of the pressure off of me having to figure out how to teach him these things. Hmm. And so, but I've also been tapping into my friends that are coaches of like, hey, this is new to me to be a parent with a child who's being coached. I don't want to be a helicopter parent. I do want to advocate for my child because he's three. And needs like I'm his advocate right now and I'm his voice but I also want to build rapport and so um, it's been like quite the roller coaster and I think we I have figured out like our groove and what we're doing and what's going on all that to say that I appreciate the really awesome and very kind compliment that you've given me and also said like it does take a village and if there are people I'm always like if there are people out there who know how to do this on their own and they do everything awesome. Like good for you. Yeah. Amy's been there, not there now, but you've been there. And it's like, you got, you have to reach out for resources. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, if someone does like reach out to us, if you're someone who can do it all, if you can manage your house, manage your work, manage your child, manage yourself and do it all without tapping out and asking for help from a village, please reach out because I'd love to like pick your brain on how you manage everything. But for the most part, every person I've met, you have to rely on other people. You just do, which is hard for my attachment style because <laughs> my attachment somehow is like, nope, I do it all my own. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I've definitely had to like, you know, eat some humble pie and be like, you cannot do this all on your own. You have to reach out and ask for help. I
1: commend you for all of that, for all of what you just said, and for the journey that you've had to go through, the growth journey to realize that it does take a village and you <laughs> you can't always... Just do it all by yourself, and that you do have a village around you who loves you, cares about you, adores you, and is willing to step in. On that note, (laughs) um, we got to keep this wine tasting thing moved moved along. Oh Oh, boy, (laughs) it's a good thing we're almost ready for the Chianti. I'm kind of, but not really. So the Tempranillo that was our fourth wine we had paired with a Manchego and a Pecorino, and the cheeses that we picked up, I thought were. Awesome.
0: Did we not talk about that
1: one cuz I I've obviously lost track you guys. Mm-hmm. I talked about the wine but not the cheeses and the pecorino, I don't know what's in there, but that was amazing. That was like super duper tasty. And I think Amy brought that one. So I'm very excited about that. Good pick. All right. So our last wine is the Cabernet Sauvignon. And it is called The Butcher. It's from Moldova. Oh, The Butchery. Oh, God. It has a big pig on it. I just totally (laughs) had like, I just had a big flashback to one of my favorite movies, Hitch with Will Smith, where it's like The Butcher of (laughs) Cadiz. (laughs) <laughs> when they're on Ellis Island?
0: Yes. <laughs> where she's like, he's like, when it said the butcher, I didn't think it was that kind of butcher. <laughs> she like freaks out. Hey, sorry, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Hitch, but it's a great movie. Go see it.
1: It is a super great movie. All it's right. old
0: now. It's old.
1: It's a classic now. <laughs> From Moldova, Cabernet Sauvignon has a pig on the front called In the Butchery, and we have a Westminster Smoked Cheddar. And um Amy was like have fun saying this on air and I was like what euphoria? <laughs> and she was like tacnamit um it looks like a I don't I don't know I don't, it's like a a y kind of looking cheese it's um, all but delicious it's made from sheep so I'm excited to pair that Here's up with a the Cabernet. Here's a question I
0: have because right we're we're trying to give you guys like some options if you want to do a cheese and wine pairing yourself but We start in one direction, but it seems like by the time we hit like the third or fourth wine, everything is delicious.
1: (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) You could be onto something there. I like Tempranillo. Amy's not a Tempranillo fan. I definitely like the Euphoria cheese. There's like a saltiness to that that also goes well with the Cabernet Sauvignon because the Cab is such a, a heavy wine. And these just, I think, bring out the flavor in it. This has been delightful. And I want you to know in my Googling with the wine and cheese pairings, a lot of people out there will say cheese is a great thing to have when you're doing wine tasting because of the fats yep. that it has that helps soak things up. But Avi, yeah. you're still gonna get a little tipsy. All right, Anna, before we get into the
0: SCW joke of the day, how do you wanna tell our listeners they are not alone?
1: You are not alone if you also love wine and cheese. <laughs> 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 That was an easy one. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. I will say this. Um, You are not alone if you are in the process and on a journey of increasing your emotional intelligence and looking for other ways to connect with others.
1: Well, hot damn, that's really profound.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's super profound. All right, we're going to put Amy on the spot. Amy, you are not alone if... You are potty-treating a toddler. Oh. Oh, All right. We're going to repeat that for her. You are not alone if you're potty training your toddler, and they have peed on one of your fancy chairs. I have also been there. So, Amy, you are not alone.
1: (laughs) I love that you have fancy chairs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even... I literally just told someone today potty training buddy by myself was hands down the hardest thing I have done as a mom and several people when I asked them about their potty training journey they're like I don't really recall and I'm like no wonder you don't recall excuse me I just burped of course Alexandra had to burp weird I'm like no wonder you couldn't recall it because it's so traumatic we just block it out Mm -hmm. yeah she will she will be potty trained she will be
1: she'll get there all right Mm -hmm. if you don't know where to go you'll get there (laughs) yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes i love that all right on that note and to your point (laughs) (laughs) let's another shot for (laughs) y'all oh can you just before i talk about the stw joke of the day can you talk about the picture that popped up today I will do
0: that. So um, you guys know I'm a little on the woo-woo side, a little or a lot on the woo-woo side. Sean comes and hangs out quite a bit. And the way that I find that he sends me signs is pictures will pop up on my phone. So it has been almost two and a half years. It's hard to believe two and a half years since he left us physically in that form. I know I'm like, well, you're energetically here. It's weird. Anyway. Anyway. So today, I ha- when I was at Target, I was like, "La la la, I gotta get some things for today and for recording." And I looked down at my phone, and there is Sean holding a bottle of wine. That was the picture that popped up. So he is definitely hanging out with us today.
1: Yeah, and that's not a picture that pops up. Like it that's does not, not a normal picture that pops up. But no. on the day that we're doing wine and cheese pairing, that's the picture that popped up. I also want to say, on Christmas Day, we were all hanging out as a family, and Sean was all over yeah. the place. he was everywhere there was like a game that we were playing and there was the number 22 that popped up and the 22nd it's it's a number and so it's associated with him and that was cool and then um our brother brought a new game and he's like oh my god look at this map and it has Whidbey Island on it and that's that's where Sean was stationed and where we did his uh burial at sea and it was a
0: pirate game so that was just weird (laughs) well and what's funny about that game is like that was one of his favorite games when we first introduced him when my brother first introduced us sean was like what is i'm not playing i'm not doing this child's play and then it became like a big thing between my brother and sean like they became i don't is what's the plural of nemesis is it nemesis competitors Nemesai. (laughs) Competitors. All right, grammarian competitors. And so it was just really interesting that yes, this new version has the whole map and it's would be Island of all places where
1: Sean was stationed and, and, we felt the love. We knew he was with us. We definitely knew that he was with us and we had a stocking up this year because the child was putting out the stockings and made sure that they were all out there. And it was just awesome. It was just like you felt the love and you know and you knew that he we knew that he was there. Yeah, no, you're I really go. gonna
0: make me cry. Okay.
1: All right. STW joke of the day. <laughs> this is so in line with me. Are you ready? Oh, you guys, we moved into chapter two. <laughs> Quality oh trickery. Now again, I don't have my glasses on, so I'm holding the book four feet away from my face, but it's called Quality Trickery. And quality instead of quality, it's spelled K-O-A-L-A like a koala. Let's you get do it. it. Quality trickery. That's chapter two. We'll see how long this takes us. The first joke of the new year is what do you call a bear with no teeth? I don't know. What do you what do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. Oh my god. I don't know why I didn't guess
0: that. Uh-huh. Y'all are probably guess that in your cars. I love this. And we love you. Yes. Thanks for hanging in today. Happy New Year. We're so glad that you're still here with us and we will chat with you soon.
1: If you guys are new to the Russian Sisters, you know that you can email us at therussian sisters at gmail.com with any questions or concerns or comments you have about our show. We love for you to leave us a five-star review. And share us with your friends. We're here for good things. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. We love you. We hope you have a great week until we'll you're you 18. Oh, okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for
0: listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to the therussiansisters.com.
1: Produced and distributed by The Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Emily Roger. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer.